Hello everyone and welcome to this new episode of the Adventures of Judas. Before discovering the first part of this third episode, for those who take the adventure along the way, thank you. But if you don't want to be spoiled, I advise you to start the series with the first episode, Judas and the DNA Vortex. For the others, let's go! We are going to pick up the story where we left it off. When Jonas vanished in the middle of an amazing and breathtaking turbo chair race. Get up! Get up, Jonas! You're gonna be late for school, insisted his mother. It is not possible. Was it then just a dream? Jonas wakes up slowly as his mother leaves his room after opening the shutters. Jonas sits up in bed and his mind is still hazy. Turbo chairs, Ben, it all seemed surreal. He turns his head toward his bedside table and notices that his lamp is still on and that the book was closed and lying on his quilt. Jonas gets up and goes down to the kitchen. His father is serving a hot chocolate to Alice. He sits in front of her sister and fills his bowl with cereal. Did you sleep well, son? Asked his father. Yes, I believe. Hey, hey, daddy, have you heard of Duchenne's muscular dystrophy? Yes, I've already seen a report or two on television. It's a rare disease, I believe. So it, it really exists then? Yes, and it's really serious. Why are you asking me that? Did Dr. Johnson mention it during your conference? His father asked him. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, I was wondering, that's all. Breakfast ends in peace. Jonas takes a shower and gets his stuff ready for school. The day is going well, although Jonas' mind seems somewhere else, all day long, to the point of having made more than 14 mistakes in his dictation. His mind was far from his classroom and was instead dive in the middle of a turbo chair race with Ben, the coach, and all these amazing people. At the end of the day, Jonas is sure of one thing. He will come back home and get back into the DNA vortex to race with the others. Phew! It's the weekend! The pupil stomps out of the classroom and rush toward the gates. Jonas and Alice find their mother and go home together. The end of the afternoon is spent very calmly between games, uproars, and snacking. After dinner, his father suggests that the four of them play a board game. This idea does not particularly appeal to Jonas, who would like to pick up on this book. He pretends to be tired and asks permission to put on his pajamas and go straight to bed, leaving Alice and his parents alone for the evening. They all seem surprised but they do not insist. Once Jonas is done with putting on his pajamas and brushing his teeth, he kisses his parents and Alice and goes to bed. Once in bed, he turns on his bedside lamp and grabs his magic book. Please, make me go back to find Ben and make me practice to board chairs again. Let's go. Jonas opens his book turns the first page and rises on the double page with the drawing of a large spiral that had allowed him to reach Longkago. He's staring at this great whirlwind. Nothing happens. He continues to stare at it, but still nothing. The spiral does not start to move. 
after five minutes of effort, Jonas seems resolute. No way to reactivate this vortex. Well, after all, it's a book. Maybe I need to keep going. He turns the page and finds a very short paragraph. Again, and before he reads a single word, a voice echoes in his head. Young, Young adventurer, adventurer of the, of the DNA. DNA. You will, you will come, come back, back to this, this first, first world, world, but you, you still, still have a lot of words to meet, to meet a lot of discoveries to make. To make. Just, Just like, like me. me. Remember, Remember that this, this book will lead you to discover all the secrets of DNA. DNA. Professor Francis Crick. Turning the next page, he discovers a new spiral of DNA that spans both pages. This one is green and blue and looks like it's made up of thousands of DNA fragments. Staring at it, Jonas realizes that the vortex is moving until Jonas is completely hypnotized and put to sleep. Here we go again. When Jonas opens his eyes, he finds himself in a DNA whirlwind identical to the first one. Great! I'm coming back! A white yellow appears and sucks Jonas in. When he opens his eyes, he's lying on the ground again. He gently raises his head and sees clouds. They seem very close. He gets up completely and faces a gigantic winter. When he turns his head left and then right, he realizes that it is not just a window, but a real glass dome that seems to rise to a height of about 50 meters. When he gets closer to the glass, he realizes that it is extremely thick and strong. He pauses for a few moments to contemplate the view. Wow, it's gorgeous. The sky is blue and clouds are everywhere. These are, are, are cumulus and stratocumulus. I remember it. And they are everywhere. Right to left, up and down. He realizes out loud. Indeed, Jonas had just realized that he is in some kind of city large in the clouds. It seems to rise several hundred meters above sea level. It is strictly impossible to see the ground from where he is. When he turns around, the city looks huge. It accommodates five large white buildings. They are geometric and futuristic in shape and appear to rise between three to five floors. Between these buildings, children and a few adults seem to come and go. Everyone is dressed in white and has a name tag. Suddenly, Jonas realizes he's dressed exactly the same. A white t-shirt, white Asian pants, and a white leather sneakers. On his t-shirt, his white label with blue outlines read School of the Clouds of England. But no first name is indicated in the box provided for this purpose. Oh, I need a pen to mark my name and go unnoticed. While examining the surroundings, Jonas sees a small building with indicated on its pediment, administration, infirmary. Oh, I'm going to go over there. As they walk, the other don't seem to be paying attention to Jonas. He tells himself he can't be different from everyone else and begins to wonder why the DNA vortex has brought him here. While making his trip, Jonas realizes that the design of the city has done really well. There are trees, lampposts, water fountains, and some games like slides or basketball hoops. Finally, the light gray floor is so smooth and polished that our image is reflected in it. He arrives at the entrance of the building and walks through the door. When he enters the room, he sees a counter desk in front of him 
and behind it, a man with gray hair, tall and wearing small round glasses. He walks up to him. Hello, I'm Jonas, and I've just arrived. I just got a brand new t-shirt and forgot to write my name on the tag. May I borrow a pen, please? Are you saying you just arrived? Asks the man dubiously. Uh, no, but you and me know that is not possible. And what about this outfit story with your name tag? It's probably not your fault, but please be sure to check that your first name and the first letter of your last name are written correctly when we give you your clean clothes of the week. It's okay for this time, but it's the last. Can you give me your name, please? Uh, Janice? Uh-huh. And your last name? He asked, typing on the computer. Uh, ah, that's it, I found you. Are you Janice Fitcher? In 5th grade 8th, in the Center West building? Uh, yes, 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 yeah, 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 yes I am. <laughs> Jonas answers with a lot of hesitation. I will repeat you a label. I will come back. After less than a minute, the man comes back with a label and adds it to Jonas, who then sticks it on his t-shirt over the one he already has. Otherwise, Mr. Fitcher, are all your homeworks done for Monday? Y- yeah, yes, of course. Uh, Take advantage of this weekend to read and play chess. It gives you great matter because you seem to need it. Succeeding in this school is a guarantee to live in New London and having a good life there. Oh, I read. You you can count on me. I've just started an exciting book on genetics. Oh, great for you. On the other hand, sir, is there a journey outside planned? Mean, are we authorized to get out of here? What? Yes, uh, to to go down, see family, friends, so on. Well, yes, like every Saturday. But you know it's only for those who are still family and whose outfit has been verified. And what is this question? Did someone knock you out on the virtual baseball field? Jonas feels that he has to stop asking more questions if he doesn't want to be spotted. Okay, <laughs> goodbye, sir, and have a good weekend. Jonas comes out of the building and is feeling puzzled. He's very lucky that he didn't get exposed and that another student has the same first name as him. He takes a few pensive steps, when suddenly he feels a presence behind him. He turns around and it is the administration man. Young man, I would like you to answer me when I call you, points out the annoyed man. Oh, I'm sorry, I did not hear you. I must still have my head in the clouds. Here, this is for you. This is a message from your parents. Remember that to get off, the meeting point is at 2.30 p.m. in the central square. Try to stay down to earth, damn it. Well, I mean, be careful. Good day, Jonas. Jonas takes the letter and thanks the man. He walks a few meters to sit on a bench put on a patch of grass at the bend of the passage that connects the administrative building to the central building, which is circular and is the highest in the city. Unseated, Jonas unfolds a sheet which was simply folded in half. Urgent message from Mrs. Fitcher, 8 Pearl Street, Greenwich West, for Jonas Fitcher, 5th grade F. My dear Jonas, with your father we hope you are doing well and that you still have so many good grades. We are so proud of you. Down here everything is fine. Grandpa and Grandma kiss you tenderly, as well as your older brother, Joey, who recently returned to help us redo the bathroom. It's almost finished and beautiful. However, when installing the new tap, his hand was injured. He didn't lose much blood, 
and was well protected. We had to disinfect his wound and give him one dose of antibody per day for five days. The reserves you gave us last time you visited us are now almost empty. Could you please come visit us and bring us a new case of antibiotic vials that your school makes? We are waiting for you and hugging you tenderly. I love you, Mom. But what is this? These are not my parents. And how am I going to get these viols of antibodies back to them? And how to find this Jonas feature to give him this letter? And it is with this intriguing letter that this first part ends. You must at this point be asking yourselves a lot of questions. Why are these students in the school in the clouds, under a solid glass dome? Why do Jonas' parents need these stores of antibodies? Like the previous episode, all people in this futuristic world suffer from a rare disease. It seems invisible and obviously does not prevent you from doing activities if you take precautions. Of course, you will have all the explanation during the two next part of this episode 3. Until then, if you like this story, a big thank you in advance for giving us 5 stars and a positive comment on your podcast app and for sharing it on your social networks. All this helps us to be more visible. I wish you a very nice day, take care of yourself, and see you very soon. Bye!